0: You are listening to the Gateway Church in Spring Lake, Michigan. To learn more, visit us at thegatewaygh.com. It literally changes lives People love
1: Jesus. It's amazing. And, uh, you know, I know that you guys may, on some level, understand the level of partnership we have with this organization but i bet you that it goes way deeper than you even know and uh we have been so blessed as a church by this group that uh it's amazing like we work with them like every week like a couple times a week, and it's it's amazing. We have the ladies who come here every Sunday, and they bring an intensity to worship. You guys know this. They bring an intensity to worship and, and help usher in the presence of God. It is amazing, and they've come here. They bless us. They, you know, bl- brighten the room, and we also work with the men, and just this week, the men were here, and uh, I was able to work with them, and I... Could not believe how much work we got done in one day. It was amazing. We had um, from our our giveaway we did last week. There was ruts in the front yard, just terrible ruts, terrible ruts. And uh, they came and smoothed all those out. Um, <laughs> the uh, garage was packed full of stuff from a whole year's worth of stuff. And over the winter, they cleaned that out. The hallway in the back needed to be painted. They painted that. The music room in here needed to be straightened around. They straightened around that. This is a group that has. Blown blessed us beyond measure, and we are excited to introduce them to you this morning and their pastor, and so will you guys give a really warm gateway welcome to Pastor McLean and the West Michigan Teen Challenge, ladies. Let's give it up for them. Woo! Yeah! Let's honor them. Woo! 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 Yes.
2: Thank you, and we transfer all that to Jesus. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Um, I want to read a portion of Scripture just a minute. I've been in this ministry of Teen Challenge now for 47 years, quite a lengthy time. And uh, I'm thankful for the miracle-working power of Jesus Christ to deliver drug addicts and alcoholics, people with life-controlling problems, uh, to deliver them, set them free, uh, and give them a new life in Christ. Praise the the Lord. Lord. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. I believe his yoke is his word. Amen. Take my yoke upon you. And then he says, and learn of me. So it seems like the yoke and the word there, learn of me, connect. Uh, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls for my yoke is easy, his commandments are not grievous, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light, praise the Lord. Uh, we're just down the road from you, you know, and, and uh, I drive by here all the time, probably every day, just about. Anyway, um, I'm thankful for the work that God is doing here, how he's outpouring his spirit, how he's meeting your needs financially, amen. For this new building and i think that is a wonderful uh thing that you're doing uh raising the money before you start the building amen i thank god today that western michigan teen challenge is totally out of debt (laughs) amen we thank god for that and uh, not that we don't need money on an ongoing basis takes money to operate but thank god we're not in debt today praise the lord now we have Many wonderful, by the way, just let me say, uh, we have uh, average about 80 to 100 students in the program. Um, we have a, our own local board of directors. Uh, we have about 35 staff working with us full time in ministry. And uh, so God is, God is blessed. Our budget runs about 3,000 a day, 21,000 a week, 85,000 a month has to come in budget of about a million dollars a year, and I thank God uh, that he is meeting the need. Praise the Lord. I um, remember early days of ministry in Teen Challenge, budget probably $600 $700 a week, and um, we were behind. We owed about six, dollars $700 in bills. But we didn't have the money. I thought of some businessmen that I might be able to go contact And maybe we could raise that money and pay the bills. Got in the car, started the engine, put it in drive. Still had my foot on the brake, but the car was kind of nudging forward a little bit. And uh, the Lord spoke to me. He said, what have I called you to do? I said, God, you've called me to preach. He said, well, then you preach and leave the fundraising up to me. (laughs) Amen. Amen. So from that day till this, (laughs) Jesus is the fundraiser. God is the provider. (laughs) Praise the Lord. He's a good God. Amen. We want to start down here with Heavenly. Uh, uh, That's her actual name, Heavenly. Uh, um, uh, I'll let her share where she was and what she was doing. Just come on over, Heavenly. We usually sing and so on, but this is kind of nice this morning that we're not doing that uh, because... Otherwise, sometimes the meeting can become so uh, crammed full of things that you are trying to get accomplished and singing and testifying and preaching and so on. Uh, But anyway, this is heavenly. What a a precious little girl. First time I heard her testimony, she really kind of rocked me because I just wasn't expecting what came out of her to come out. But uh, love you, kid. God bless you. Good to have my wife here today, honey. Bless you, would you stand? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Uh, This is uh, Heavenly.
3: Good morning, everybody. God is so good. (laughs) Um, And yeah, God still does miracles today, definitely. He's amazing. Um, And I never knew him growing up. Um, My parents were both drug addicts and my mom was in and out of prison. I just held on to a lot of pain and hurt feelings um, throughout my childhood, and when I was 12 years old, I started smoking and drinking, and it just led on to greater things, just more and more sin and more and more pain, and when I was 15, I started doing pain pills, and it consumed me to the point, eventually, where I started using heroin when I was 17, and oh, man, um, it was just a really dark place, and I I just thought that that's what my life was going to be. I was okay with that. Like I started using needles and I was going to college but I quit college and I quit my job and my family tried helping me but I just didn't care anymore. It just consumed my life and um, I moved into my mom's house and then I found out that she had been making methamphetamine with her husband and then my life just became chaos and I don't know, I didn't see any way out of it, and the only thing I wanted was that drug that was my only escape from everything, but God stepped in, (laughs) and um, we were all arrested for the meth lab, and at the time, I was really angry, and I was really scared. They were telling me I was going to prison and that she was going to prison for life, but that time in jail, I found the Lord. And I got into these Bible classes and I started reading the Bible and for the first time I felt hope in my life. And oh, and I didn't know what the outcome of all that was going to be. And a week before my sentencing, I got a letter saying that I was going to be going to prison for two to four years. And just a lot of people were praying for me and God was really on my side and he was so merciful to me. And instead I got to come to Teen Challenge He's so good, and I'm just so thankful for everything that he's done in my heart. Like, since being in Teen Challenge, I've learned to really surrender everything to him, and I have been baptized in the Holy Ghost, and it's just, everything has been changed completely in my life. Like, I still don't even understand all of it, but (laughs) it's just amazing. Like, he's totally changed my desires, and, you know, I'm just praying for my mom a lot. She's in prison. She has five more years to do at least in prison, but... You know, we all know that God does do miracles. He's done it in all of our lives, and I just praise Your
2: him. How many, how many years?
3: She got six to 40 years. And she has at least five more to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll believe God. Amen. Thank you for hearing my testimony. Amen.
2: Thank you. And we, t- we need to believe God with her for her mom and dad to be saved. Uh, Judy, would you come? God's worked a miracle for her this week. Amen. God bless you.
4: Good morning. So I actually was heaven's bunkie in jail. Um, I was in prison with her mom. And um, yeah. 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 You know, the Lord like heaven, you know, talked about him showing mercy like he had shown mercy on me in a way that I didn't think like he he had kept me incarcerated for the last six years of my life to save me from myself to save me from the life that I was living. I had lived always um like I had been running businesses since I was seventeen years old. I was very self sufficient um but I just always wanted more and more like I was never satisfied it was never enough i alwa- I was never where I wanted to be. I always wanted to be you know it was just the envy and the and just the greed and um when i I started with uh well, I really had an addiction to pain k- painkillers um I just didn't want to feel because I didn't feel. I wasn't satisfied, so I just didn't want to feel. I just didn't care. Um, when I really started to get wrapped up in my addiction, <coughs> I went like the total extreme. Like I dated the drug dealer, you know. Like I was like I was so wrapped up in labels that I wanted that status. I still wanted, you know, people. I just I liked that control and I liked that that life and I mean it got so bad like we didn't answer our door without guns in our hands I didn't sleep without knives under my bed you know my p- apartment was getting broken into like every day he was in jail all the time and I just like took like I just you know I took his place and, and I, I liked that I liked that power and that label and that landed me in jail like really quickly the Lord showed me so much mercy and just locked me up so quick every time <laughs> praise God <laughs> so when I came here, I was kind. of I had um, I'd gotten out of jail, and I was in the Bible classes as well. But um, I slid, I backslid like really fast. And again, God showed me mercy. But He only allowed me to do that for a week before I ended up in jail. And um, they let me out. They said everything was dismissed. And I was like, oh, that's a sign from God, because I never get out of jail. I'm always there for at least a year. And uh, so I came here. Well, being here for six months, all of a sudden that a warrant came out. Like I found out that I had a warrant. The marshals were going to come here to arrest me. Um, And praise God, Teen Challenge has been so gracious and walked me through the process, has stood by me and had the faith when I didn't have the faith and prayed for me and prayed for me and prayed for me. me. I told them they can have this month off because they've been (laughs) praying for me for like eight months now. Um, But I went to court on Tuesday and I was facing two years and I just, you know, I I had to get to the point where it was like, God, you know, you know that I don't want to live that way anymore. God, you know my heart, but if you want to send me in there to, to be a witness you know like you talked about today like being a witness to all those yeah. people that knew me as who I was to who he has transformed me to be today like I'll do it God but I don't want to I really don't want to <laughs> please don't make me but um, the Lord just man I only got two and a half years probation <laughs> Ooh, God praise you God and it was just so beautiful and, it, and I had the peace of God like I yeah. know he's in my heart cause I have his peace I have his joy I have his strength Man, I just—I'm so grateful. This ministry is so amazing. They allow you that—that that time to grow, and they give you that grace and that mercy that you need to let all that old, old person just peel off. And I'm just so yeah. grateful today. And praise yeah. God for what He's doing with you in your church, because He is faithful, yeah. and I'm proof. Yeah. He's super faithful. Amen. Love Amen. Him.
2: Amen. Praise <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tara, mm-hmm. this is Tara, and God bless you as you share.
5: Hi, I'm Tara. I'm from around Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, actually. Um, I just moved from Ohio, but um, I grew up in Pittsburgh. So I'm 42 years old, and I did. Um, I grew up in the church. Um, I d- had a very broken home. My parents were divorced, and my mom kind of just laid around all the time. But me and my sisters, m- we walked to church. <laughs> we, d- we were there every time the doors were open, and I thank God for that today because that's yeah. definitely what saved my life. Um, he had a calling on me at a very, very young age, and um, I just thank him for that. And I did, I just kept staying with him. I was walking with him as much as I possibly could, but I didn't understand what that relationship with Jesus Christ even meant. You know, I just, I knew Jesus loved me, but I didn't know to the depths of that, because, you know, I didn't have a father, so I didn't understand what any of that meant. Um, so that I just, you know, I kept doing my best but it was all me doing my best. <laughs> my best isn't going to get me anywhere. Yeah. Um but I did. I kept, you know, I I be I got married um at a very early age. I was 19 and started having children and with him even I, you know, we tried to work in the church and um we were worship y- leaders even in the church and everything, but there's that relationship just still wasn't there. So if you don't have that relationship, you're going to just continue to fall and l- rely on yourself. And then what happened was I just started reaching out to alcohol. I was just so busy, busy, busy trying to take care of the kids, trying to work full time. Um, it just got so busy that I started relying on alcohol um, to get me through the day. And um, so th- then I just started living this double life, completely double life, where people thought I was this great worship leader standing up in church and great mother. But then I would be out on the weekends and – and. Um, with all kinds of excuses, um, lies, lies after lies, and it was a horrible downward spiral. Um, It just, it took me down to a very, very, very dark place, and I, um, too, ended up in prison. And at that time, I got um, a divorce, which I never thought that, you know, I grew up in the church, I never thought that that would ever happen. I didn't believe in it (laughs) at all, and I still don't believe in it, but I sadly am divorced. So after that spiral, um, I just began to, <sighs> it was completely different. I went into a dark, 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 dark world where there was no fun, and all I wanted to do was to die. My three children were with my husband, and even though I was living, I just every with every drink I took, I was praying that it would be my last, and that went on for a good seven years. And my poor children, you know, every time that I thought I would get to see them, <laughs> I would clean myself up and look all pretty and make sure that I could take care of them for the weekend. But that was it. It was the only time. Um, now they're adult children, and um, I know that they're going to forgive me one day because I know God is a God of restoration. But it's going to take some time, and I'm praying for that every day. Um, but that brings me to the most powerful thing, is this relationship that I'm talking about <laughs> Uh Teen Challenge has just totally opened my eyes to uh, th- the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I finally get to say that. I have been baptized <laughs> with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Woo! I finally get to say that in church because you never know how you get to, you know, share too much in some <laughs> churches, but but I can't hold it in. So um, everybody keeps asking me, well, why is this time going to be different? Because I have been to so many rehabs and so many churches, even to another year program. Why is this time different? because god <laughs> because the spirit is within me and he gives me the power and i thank him for that and i love these testimonies because these people these women and these men just share, and you know they share and i get we all edify each other and uh <laughs> i i know i'm all over the place but <laughs> i'm just so excited i can't contain myself so um thank you to teen challenge and thank you to our pastor
2: <laughs> amen praise the lord this is Sarah. Uh, uh, I'll let her tell you where she's from. and But God has do, done a miracle in her life. And uh, it's beautiful to see miracle after miracle. And uh, how can you doubt Jesus when you see before your own eyes miracles? Amen. I just want to give personal testimony. I was saved singing out on the road and From the time I was 19 until I was in my 30s, uh, got started pastoral in Assemblies of God Church when I was, I think, 27, pastored there for about a year and a half, and I knew God was calling me into a full-time youth ministry, and uh, then, after a year and a half there at the church, stepped out into Teen Challenge and been in that ever since, but... um, it's just been a miracle. Uh, the night uh, I I was in this church, and there's they were having a revival, and uh, my brothers and sisters who were standing around me, and they were more free in the Holy Spirit than I was, and they stood around me, and we all joined hands at the altar, and they raised their hands in prayer, and they had the hold of my hand, and so my hand went up. And both of them, and here I stood, both hands up in the air, worshiping the Lord the best I knew how, but felt totally intimidated. Amen. I just felt like I was totally exposed. And um, I was glad to get my hands down and, and get back to myself again. Anyway, the next night we was revival meeting again. But I was, God had touched me the night before, and I went that night before I even got, before I even left home, I went with the, uh, with the determination and the uh, faith uh, and uh, just looking to God to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So that night I went, I couldn't hardly wait for the preacher to get done because I wanted to get up the altar. I wanted to pray and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so uh, as soon as the preacher was done, I was up at the altar praying and seeking God. I exhausted myself with my hands raised and shouting praising God. I did everything I knew (laughs) to to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And finally my mama says, uh, and my mama's authoritative, and she said, now you just lay down and relax. She said, the Holy Spirit will come and you'll be filled. You just lay down. And I thought, mm-hmm, those holy rulers. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, but she said, now you lay down. So I laid down like my mama told me. I was married. And uh, she said, now just keep worshiping. And I started, my tongue, I could tell my tongue wanted to go another direction. And I started to give placement to that. But then I thought, mm, I need to correct that, get back to English so i corrected that and my mom says now you get back where you were and so i knew what she meant i knew what she meant so i stepped back in that direction and god filled me baptized me in the holy spirit and from that day till this my life has never been the same never been the same praise god so i encourage you if you've not received the baptism of the holy spirit boy look to god because I mean, it will totally change your life, and you'll become so much more effective for Jesus and outgoing for the Lord. Amen. Now, I don't know why I said all that, but there it is. Okay.
6: Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm 36 from Nashville, Michigan. I get the privilege of travel. I'm a crier, guys. Sorry. (laughs) My nerves get the best of me. I've been on staff at Teen Challenge for three months. I went through the program. I get the privilege of writing with these people and sharing my life with these people every weekend. Yeah. God's words, in God's word, Apostle John said, I must decrease so he can increase. Uh-huh. It's not about me anymore up here. Uh-huh. I spent my life the last fifteen years of my life, being a mom to four children, being a wife, and being a nurse, and none of those things filled me up. Thank you. My kids are here today. Where
2: are they? Stand up,
6: children. Two of them. <laughs> <laughs> and my daughter and my son. My other son's in the preschool down the hall. My oldest isn't here, but it's, it's very emotional for me to be up here every, every weekend, even being in the program for a year and then being on staff for three months. A lot of things are going on in my life that didn't get solved when I was at Teen Challenge. I think a lot of people are under the impression that when we do the thir- 12, 13 months that we walk out and everything <laughs> is good and roses and rainbows and unicorns, and it's not sometimes. When I graduated, the program in January, my husband had just filed for divorce because of the consequences of what I was doing. I spent the last five years trying to numb every emotion in my body because I didn't like myself. I didn't love myself. I didn't know how to be a mom. I didn't know how to be a wife. I didn't know how to exist. A surgery led me down a path of using IV heroin and methamphetamine, and before coming in the program, I got arrested with two felonies for possession. I didn't grow up like that. My parents weren't drug addicts. My parents were alcoholics. And I wasn't supposed to be like that either. I didn't know how to function without anything in my system. So I came into the program, and I graduated. In the week of graduation, I took my week off, and I got arrested. I had a warrant out there still for another possession, and I got arrested. And had to go to court, and I got probation, but Thank God, thank God, you know, I get to travel with these guys, and I get to watch miracles happen every day at Teen Challenge. I get to help girls the way I've been helped. Yeah. And I'm believing, God, that he's going to take care of me with this divorce. You know, I don't want my kids to go through this, but and I don't want to go through this. It's been the worst thing that's happened to me, even beyond drugs. This divorce is, I don't believe in it. Like Tara said, I don't believe in it either, but I have to deal with the consequences of what I did. You I'm just believing God, that God's going to restore my life with my kids. I don't know if he'll restore my marriage, but I know that he's got bigger things for me. Thank you for hearing my testimony.
2: Thank you. This is Joe. And um, uh, Joe has just joined our team in the last couple of weeks. But we enjoy having him along this morning. God bless you, Joe, as you share.
7: Hello. I'm Joe. I'm 34 from Grand Rapids, and uh, boy, <laughs> I, b- I can't get enough of these testimonies, because they just <laughs> lift me up, and just months ago, five, six months ago, I was in a very, very dark place, and you hear a lot of it in the testimonies, you hear a lot, it's a dark road, and it's a dark place, and we literally live in the shadows, and Proverbs 28, in the first verse says, the wicked flee, though no man pursues him. But the righteous are bold like lions. That is so true. In our mess, we flee from everybody, even though nobody's looking for us. (laughs) We have guns under our pillows. (laughs) Nobody's coming for us, but we'll run from it because we're afraid. We're sinners. I was in a very deep mess, very deep mess, to the point where I didn't want to live. I mean, I could stand up here for an hour and go point by point of how bad of a person I was, stealing things lying to everybody. I got married when I lived in Montana, but it was based on a lie, and so it only lasted about a year or so, and she left. I moved back to Grand Rapids, and the mess just kept going down and down and down. I was digging a hole for myself that I could not get out of. I couldn't get out of alone until I raised up my hand and I said, Jesus, I need you, and he had his hand was right there. Yeah. Grabbed onto it. And he pulled me out from that hole. And now I get to praise the Lord every single morning. I get to say, thank you, Jesus, for my life. Instead of fleeing when I was wicked, I get to say, thank you, Jesus, for my life. I am righteous today, and I am a child of God. Teen Challenge is the most beautiful platform to get close to God. They give you everything you need. They, meals show up three times a day out of nowhere. You have a bed that you can sleep in every single night. And all they want you to do is say, love God, love Jesus, love your brothers and sisters, and that's it. I wish I would have known this my entire 35 years. It it probably would have been a different life. But it is what it is, and I'm thankful today, and I get to live for today, and hopefully live for tomorrow as well. So thank you for hearing my testimony. Thank you.
2: Time for one more. Amen. God bless you, young lady.
0: You. Hi, my name is Tamara. I'm 27 years old, and I'm from Lockport, Illinois. Um, I came into the program about three months ago. Um, growing up, I was good at sports, and I kind of seek my personality and who I was through sports. My mother was an addict in and in not a of prison um, my whole entire life, so I never really knew her, but... Um, When I became a teenager, she got sick and um, I couldn't stand that she was in her mess. And one day she um, was coming home from chemo and she was using and I thought, hey, if you like it so much, let me try it. And I tried it with her and it took me down a dark, dark road. Um, She passed away and I blamed myself for years for her death. So after that, I just kept using. And for seven years, um, I lost who I was. I couldn't look at myself in the mirror God finally broke me down, and I found this program, and I came here, and it's the best decision that I ever made in my life. Mm. Um, Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed sure, sure. by the renewing of your mind. And that's exactly what I'm getting. Being in this program, my thought process is changing. I'm more vulnerable to my feelings. I'm feeling, and... It, it's crazy, I last week I was crying, for what reason, I don't know, but I know God was working something out of me, and I'm so happy, for he can take all that hurt, he can take all that pain, and replace it with something, with everlasting life, and something that I never knew existed, in being in the world. I knew God when I was a child growing up like I knew who he was. I feared him, but I didn't know him like I know him now. I have a relationship with him. He's my friend. He's my comforter. I can go to him for anything. I don't have to rely on these things of the world because I have somebody with me who is greater, who is almighty, and, uh, man, it's just a a crazy experience, and I cannot wait to see what else he has in store for me for the rest of my life. Thank you for hearing my testimony.
2: (laughs) Thank you. God bless you. I love each of you. We're going to have more testimonies in the next service. And so um, but I want to share a little bit of the word with you. But let's give the Lord a a hand for these precious (laughs) lives that have been changed. (laughs) The Bible says, uh, the night cometh when no man can work. We must work while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. There are so many people that need to be saved today. And uh, I have a deep concern for the world conditions as they are today. you I don't know where you could possibly even look where there's not turmoil and and, uh, frustration and uh, so on throughout the world and even America. Uh, the sin, the evil, the unrest that's in America, the crime, the murder, and uh, the unrest in the Middle East. All of these things concern me, and uh, I've been praying and seeking the Lord, and uh, there's only one way I can be an encouragement to you this morning and offer you hope because of the world's conditions, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. He is our only hope. The psalmist said in Psalm 121 and verse 2, my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Amen. That's where our help comes from today. Praise the Lord. Every Christian and the church at large needs to engage more in prayer. Amen. I understand that David Wilkerson used to pray Uh, well, he tithed his time in prayer, which would be 2 hours and 40 minutes a day just spending with the Lord. I was at a church in Reed City uh, a couple of weeks ago, and the pastor uh, uh, shared with me how he felt to start tithing his time in prayer, and he was beginning to do that. That's 2 hours and 40 minutes. And as we sat there and talked after the service and how he... He shared with me how God was leading him and how he was beginning to pray uh, to that degree. The Lord spoke to my heart, and uh, I felt like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to pray more. I want to receive from God. I want to be a vessel that God can use in a greater capacity than ever before. This world desperately needs Jesus amen and um, so for the last uh, two weeks uh, today will be two weeks that I've engaged in prayer like that and God is working in my life and he's changing me but uh, also we're seeing great things accomplished for the kingdom of God and uh, I believe we need to pray more uh, S- Second Chronicles seven fourteen says if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then will I hear from heaven see God says then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land amen the prayer is so important in uh, if we'll pray, we'll hear from heaven, and God will come and forgive our sin and heal our land. I like what the scripture says um, in the book of First Timothy, chapter two, verse one. I exhort therefore first Timothy two, one, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. So prayer here, intercession, that we might lead a peaceable life in all godliness and sincerity. Um, We don't want the church of today to be like the church of Laodicea, a lukewarm church. And uh, in the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 3, it talks about that church at Laodicea. And I'm trying to get my pages to turn there. there. But I'd like you to go with me to that in uh, Revelation 3.14. We don't want the church to be like the Laodicean church, a lukewarm. And it says in Revelation 3.14, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith thee, Amen, the faithful and true, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am, enri- I am rich, I am increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire that thou mayest be rich and white raiment that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with have that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. So prayer will turn a lukewarm church around. I, 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 I I'm so glad to be able to say I'm not in a lukewarm church. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. But... There are so many throughout the world that are attending lukewarm churches and Christians that are lukewarm. But uh, prayer will turn that around, and it will turn a world in chaos around. Amen. If we'll pray and seek his face, then we'll hear from heaven. God will come and forgive our sin and heal our land. When we pray, we need to pray in faith. Amen. Amen. And in Mark eleven twenty four, the scripture says, in fact, Jesus said, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, not if you pray, when you pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. So this morning, it's so important to pray in faith. When you pray, believe God for an answer. Amen. And then in the book of Colossians chapter 2, 4 and verse 2, Colossians 4, 2, it says continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. I not only want to start out to pray in life, I want to continue in prayer. Amen. And uh, to continue in prayer means it's an ongoing practice of your life. Amen. You, you make it a practice. And then watch in the same. And to watch means be alert, on guard. The devil try to fight you. Amen. And uh, uh, Jesus told his disciples to watch and pray while he went a little further and was going to pray. And he came back and found them asleep. And, in fact, that word means, that word watch also means sleeplessness. And, uh, they couldn't, even, they couldn't watch an hour with Jesus. but we need to continue in prayer and watch with Thanksgiving. Amen. Have a thankful heart and thank God for answers to prayer. And then in Hebrews 4:1, then enter into His rest. You've prayed, you've believed God, you've sought God. You're standing in faith, now rest, amen. Trust him, believe him, amen. Enter into that rest, Hebrews 4:1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. God wants you to enter into a place of rest in your life. He does not want you to be fi- full of turmoil and confusion and unrest he wants you to enter in to that place of rest in him to trust him amen and to uh, trust him and rest in him concerning the world conditions as they are today amen you could you can watch the news and you can spend hours awake if you want to or you can enter into that place of rest amen, and trust the Lord, trust in his promises, and then cast all of your care upon Jesus, any concerns, any worries, any fears, unrest or struggles, cast them on the Lord, Second Peter 5, 7, casting all of your care upon him, for he careth for you, amen. So this morning, be a person of prayer. Pray more than ever before. Continue in prayer and watch. Be on guard with thanksgiving. Pray, church, pray. Amen. I can tell you're a praying church. I can tell you're a praying church by the way you worship, by the presence of God here. Continue to be people of prayer. Amen. And then purpose to pray in faith, cast any concerns on the Lord, enter into his rest, cast every care on Jesus because he cares for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Have a good week in Christ. Amen. Be a people of prayer. Amen. And God bless you.